What's doing, everybody? Today is Thursday, October 19th. Insurrectionists storm the Capitol building as Rashida Tlaib peddles misinformation. President Joe Biden embarrasses himself and our country on the world stage as he visits Israel. And Jim Jordan still awaits his chance to become Speaker of the House, blocked by representatives who no longer represent the American people. I'm Alec Lace. This is The Alec Lace Show. The American family is under attack. Parents are the underdog of this nation. Your children are being indoctrinated. That's right. Your children. They do not belong to the state. They do not belong to the school system. They belong to you, the parents, as a blessing from God our Father. So let's preserve, protect, and fight for the American family together. You're listening to The Alec Lee Show. The future is family. Welcome, everybody, to The Alec Lee Show. I'm happy and honored, as always, to be here with you guys. Thank you for stopping by. If you're watching the broadcast live on Rumble, I would love to encourage you guys to get down there, hit that share button. Let's get as many people into the broadcast as possible. I know that when I left you guys on Tuesday, I promised you I would have Representative Congresswoman Kat Kamak joining me here. Unfortunately, because of the way that things have been working out with this speaker vote, uh, I was not able to lock that down for today. I will have her on the podcast next week. So my apologies for that. I know um, we had rescheduled once before. We tried to get it in for today. We aimed for it. Couldn't make it happen. Uh, So we're definitely rescheduling, and I will have her on that's one of the stories that I want to hit you guys with. But first off, I wanted to start, uh, you know, ask and you shall receive. Yesterday, uh, Lebanon's Hezbollah called for a day of unprecedented anger, and they received that. They got it because Rashida Tlaib, the left-wing lunatic congresswoman from Michigan, she gets up there and rallies people around this absolute, uh, you know, misinformation. But she leads an insurrection on the Capitol building, which uh, interrupted proceedings too by the way and we'll get to that in a second but here she is and i'll show share some pictures as i'm talking about this from the insurrection yesterday now of course all of the people so outraged by january 6th are nowhere to be found yesterday while this assault or attack on democracy was going on here uh with these with these pro hamas supporters they say oh we're pro-palestine we're not pro hamas they they are aligning with the people that barbarically butchered Uh, the people in Israel to begin this entire conflict, and they're standing now with Hamas. And the reason that you know it is because here's Rashida Tlaib, and she is promoting the Hamas narrative behind this terrible bombing that took place at a hospital building in Palestine, which is terrible. And no matter how it happened, but all of the reports, all of the intelligence, everything is pointing to the fact that Hamas fired something, and it misfired, and it hit this building. So it was Hamas at the, responsible for all these innocent deaths, mostly children that were killed in this hospital, or a lot of children, I should say. And so right away, after the intelligence comes out, after we have the latest news about how that hospital was, was attacked and bombed, Rashida Tlaib is out here still spouting lies that she knows are incorrect. She knows it, and she does not care, because it's about rallying up the people and angering them, because as Hezbollah uh, said, we want a day of unprecedented anger. And Rashida Tlaib prom- delivered on that promise so or that calling. So here she is right here peddling her misinformation. Continue to watch people think it's okay to bomb a hospital with children. 
right? So this was enough here to rile up the people. And what do they do? They storm the Capitol building, right? Here they are inside, and they are protesting, and they are being arrested. They are causing all kinds of problems. They do, however, and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the congresswoman, pointed this out, too. Uh, she retweeted Julie Kelly, who puts the uh, Hamas erection, also interrupted official proceedings in the Senate today. Here's a video of that. I'll play it for you. Right. She goes on to state, uh, listen to those nut jobs there. Here it is. 1520 C2 applies to whomever, whomever obstructs, influences, or impedes any official proceeding or attempts to do so. Well, that is the insurrection clause there. Is that what happened yesterday? Absolutely. Are people uh, all upset? Are they comparing this to 9-11? Absolutely not. Why is it? Because it's only when the one side does it. We know this game. We've seen it played time and time again. When you have this insurrectionist act going on, on the left, nobody cares about it. Now, also, isn't it interesting, too, you look at some of the photos, right, that we remember from January 6th of the people walking through the Capitol building, walking through the nylon velvet ropes that are there, right? The velvet ropes are there, and the people are just walking right through them. So many people that were there inside the Capitol building on January 6th did absolutely nothing wrong, right? Excuse me. They did absolutely nothing wrong. They were just there uh, to, to take part in this protest that was going on, making their voices heard. They weren't there doing anything violent whatsoever. However, they found themselves locked up. Some of them still locked up to this day as we're speaking. Some of them have been sentenced 22 years in prison, 15 years in prison. The one guy, 22 years in prison, was not even there on January 6th. But it's inciting the insurrection that never took place. Here's one here. Is Rashida Tlaib, is she going to be arrested for inciting this insurrection? Absolutely not. Why not? Because nobody cares. Not on the left. Now, it would have been nice had Congressman uh, Bowman pulled the fire alarm and got all these people out of the building quickly so they'd stop interfering with official proceedings, but he was nowhere to be found as well. So it's just a shame that we keep, we keep seeing things like this. Uh, from the left, here's some more video footage of it as I'm, uh, as I'm speaking with you guys here uh, of what was going on yesterday. And mind you, these are the same people who were calling you a Nazi for years on end. And I got to put some of these tweets up here because I thought this was kind of funny. Uh, how one of these guys re, re, uh, responded to one of my tweets. Uh, I'm sorry, X uh, responded to one of my posts on X. This guy, William uh, Bucher. Uh, it's amazing how you are on the wrong side of everything, right? So let's take a look at his bio, right? I take a look at his bio because he's telling me I'm on the wrong side of everything. So his bio reads, the GOP has become the party of vengeance and stupidity. 1930s Germany sucks. So he's comparing the GOP to Germany of 1930, comparing, uh, comparing the us, comparing me, you, to the Nazis, all while supporting the side that is calling for the extermination of Jews or siding with the people who are calling for the extermination of the Jews. Do you see how twisted this is? The guy has it in his bio that 1930s Germany sucks while he is supporting people who align with what happened in Germany in 1930. Right? Hitler would have loved Rashida Tlaib, loved what she did today by, by peddling this misinformation. That's exactly what he did. This is what Hitler did. Hitler, by the way, Hitler's the same guy that would have muzzled his opposition just the way Joe Biden has done. You're putting a gag order on, his, uh, on your number one opponent. That's exactly what Hitler would do. Here's the tweet I put up there. I put the little Hitler mustache on her right there because this is all we saw. 
you know, I remember doing the interview a couple of years ago, the first time I interviewed Senator Josh Hawley. I got absolutely blasted on Twitter at the time with all the people sending these memes and these pictures of Josh Hawley with a, a Nazi SWAT sticker on his arm and all this other stuff saying that he was encouraging uh, these Nazi people. Where are all those people today? Why are they not putting the, uh, the SWAT sticker banned on Rashida Tlaib today? Where, where are all these people? Where have they gone? How crazy are they? Well, look at this guy's tweet. If, if you're not sure how, how out of touch and how, how crazy these people are, here's one here. This guy, Reverend Ray Sistman. He's got the, uh, the fist pump and the, and the prayer there. I'd rather live next to Hamas if it meant I didn't have to live near white people. You hear what he said? This is a black guy. He's putting this out. I'd rather live next to Hamas if it meant I didn't have to live near white people. So I responded to that saying, murders by white supremacists in 2022 equal 18. Murders by Hamas last week, 1900. That we know of. Right. So if you go by FBI figure, this is Joe Biden telling you the greatest threat to our democracy is white supremacy. Well, how bad is the white supremacy? How much murder are they committing in the United States? Well, according to the FBI in 2022, 18 people. And that's an estimate. That's a highball number, 18 people. But they're telling you it's the greatest threat to democracy. If every single white supremacist were to drop dead tomorrow, I wish they would, but if they did, the number of black people being murdered in this country would not drop one percentage point. But yet here's this absolute lunatic saying, I'd rather live next to Hamas because I don't want to live near white people. This is how crazy people have gotten. This is how much they're eating and the, the spoon-fed misinformation that's coming from the media that they're watching, the fake news media that Donald Trump brought to light and was showing everybody, look, this is nonsense. Everyone thought you're watching the news and it was uh, uh, you know, just an unobjective, uh, non-biased opinions coming out and giving you the straight dope. It was, that's not the case. And you could see that. And they're telling you that, you know, that white supremacy is the greatest threat. Meanwhile, they got the border open and all these people coming in. Well, when Trump wanted to put the Muslim ban, that was a racist thing to do. Well, maybe there's a reason why, as we see, who knows who these people are that are coming through. Now, here's the issue with this. Now, here's Rashida Tlaib. Again, part of her speech, I put it on a board here. Right. Here she is crying. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll let you hear the volume on this. Videos and and the people telling the kids don't cry. And like, let- okay, so she's all upset and so tear. The babies are, are, are dying. Now, last week when they asked her about the Israel children that were slaughtered, no comment, no tears, no nothing. So are we just upset about the Palestinian children that are killed or are we upset about all children being killed? Because this is what you have to do. What I have to do is you have to watch your reactions and your emotions to this because otherwise you become numb to all of it. So is it is it bad and tragic when there's Palestinian children that are murdered or killed? Absolutely. No matter if it was, the, which we know now, was a Hamas rocket that misfired and killed them, it doesn't take away the fact that it's a tragic thing that these children died. Same thing with the Israeli children. When you start to, to minimize children dying on one side or the other, that's when you start to lose touch with reality. It's a sad thing and it's tragic. Was it, wasn't it tragic when we dropped the bomb on, on Japan and Hiroshima and Nagasaki? How many thousands of children were killed by us doing that? But if we had to do it all over again, would we do it? You bet your ass we would do it because it prevented the, the deaths of how many, God knows how many more U.S. Marines, U.S. military members. 
So we don't know. You become almost like numb to this thing. We see it on Twitter or we see it on X and social media, and it almost becomes so disconnected from the reality of what is actually happening here. And you start to say, well, I'd rather those kids die than these kids die. And then you start getting into a very, very deep, dark place. All of this is bad. Now, the problem is the minute you start preaching peace is the minute that the warmongers out there try to kick you to the side, just like Donald Trump. The minute he tried to step in and say, oh, wait, you know what I think we should do is have some peace between Ukraine and Russia. Everyone's like, oh, my God, he's uh, he's pro-Russia. He's Putin's puppet because they don't want to hear anything about peace. It's the same thing that's happening right now when Israel is going after Palestine. If you say Israel shouldn't uh, bomb the Palestinians, everyone's like, oh, my God, you're saying Israel doesn't have the right to defend itself and it shouldn't be able to retaliate. If you do this and everybody plays that same game about retaliation, when does it end? When does the war stop? The answer, it never does. Right. Until some peace is brought into it, until some light, some love is brought into the scene, then we can start getting out of it. But it's never happened. It's never happened in that region. That whole region has been under war for how many years? And so is it sad? It's sad. You bet your ass it's sad. And it just seems like I don't know if it's just me, but it seems like the world was in a much more peaceful place when Donald Trump was president than it does now. Now that Biden is at the helm. And speaking of Joe Biden, this guy absolutely embarrassed himself when he went to Israel, embarrassed himself and the United States. This is the leader of the greatest nation in the history of the planet. And here he is representing us at a wartime. This is a major, major deal to be going to Israel. He sits down with Netanyahu and he absolutely makes a mockery out of himself and America. Watch this pathetic, weak video of Joe Biden taking too much time, but the point is this, that uh, um, I was deeply saddened and outraged by the uh, explosion at the hospital in Gaza yesterday. And based on what I've seen, it appears as though it was done by the other team, not not you. But there's a lot of people out there not sure. So we've got a lot, we've got to overcome a lot of things. And also means encouraging life-saving capacity to help the Palestinians who are innocent. All right, for those of you who aren't watching here on Rumble, you're listening on Apple or Spotify, this guy is reading from a note card. He's Not only does he sound weak and look weak and feeble, he's reading this stuff off of a note card, off of like a little uh, postcard or whatever it is that they hand this guy. Like, it looks like a pamphlet. It's the same kind of paperwork that we've seen him hold where it says, oh, exit stage right, now you call on this person, now you call on that person. So he can't even speak from the hip or speak from the heart or speak the truth of how he feels as he's sitting there with Bibi Netanyahu on the world stage. The whole world is watching this, and, and this guy is reading all of a card. Who wrote the material on the card? That's the guy. That's the people we need to know. Who are the ones that are writing this on the card? Because Joe Biden told you himself time and time again, all I'm doing is following my orders. Right here he is. Let's follow my orders here. You got to take him at his word here. He's just following his orders. He doesn't pick on who to call from from the media. That's done for him. He doesn't answer the questions in the right way, the way he wants to. He answers them the way he's told to answer them. He doesn't even speak freely to the leader of Israel as this war thing is going on, right, between Hamas and Israel. No, not not our president, not President Joe Biden. He, this guy can't even come up with a sentence. So they're so afraid of letting this guy talk that they have to write it down and he has to read from it. They're telling him what to say, and he's saying it. 
Now, of course, Netanyahu has to sit there and just look like this is legit and this is official because this guy's looking to get a ton of money from the United States. Biden's talking about a $100 billion package. So you bet your ass that Bibi Netanyahu is going to sit there and smile and be like, yes, you're so brave, Joe Biden. He's going to kiss his ass with a feather or tickle his ass with a feather, I should say, because he wants the cash. Now, of course, you got Zelensky. He's kind of like, hey, guys, remember me? Uh, Zelensky right now is like threads on Instagram. No one's paying attention to this guy at all while everyone's looking at X. X is BB Netanyahu. Threads right now is Zelensky. So we're not going to forget about Zelensky because we're promising him like another $60 billion or whatever it is. And all we're going to do is keep funding the machine. And now here it is, too. Biden's giving $100 million to go to humanitarian aid in Gaza. So he's giving this to Gaza. Here's $100 million, and we're going to make sure we get the supplies in. Well, who's controlling the government in Gaza? Who's the guy in charge? It's Hamas. Hamas is the one in charge. So who are we giving the $100 million to? How are we going to watch? How do we know where this money is going? Is it going to be used to buy more weapons and rockets? What are they going to use the $100 million for? Answer, he has no clue. Same thing with the $6 billion in Iran. How are they using the money? Oh, no, it's frozen in a bank account. Well, doesn't that free up assets elsewhere? We've gone through this, right? So $6 billion for Iran, $100 million for Hamas, and zero for the United States southern border to build a border wall. Zero. America last. And how weak and pathetic does this guy sound? You want to know why they had him reading off a note card? I want you to watch this, and I'm going to play it in its entirety because I think it's important. Watch how sick and sad this is. And this is why they had this guy reading off a note card. Here he is on the plane. And if you notice in the background there, you see blinking kind of peeking out through the shadows there. But listen to how bad this is. Virtually every mass shooting, every circumstance where large number of people have been victimized and lost, I spoke with. I learned a long time now, but you've all learned in your life. When someone's going through something that is beyond their comprehension, they've never thought that that didn't care. If they see someone who they think understands and maybe that's just something not the same, it's similar, it gives them some sense of hope. And I always get criticized sometimes when my staff thinks when I go to these events, I stay three or four hours and answer all the questions. But it matters. It matters a lot. And uh, virtually every... That's the commander-in-chief. He, he doesn't... Need, what is this guy talking about? What does he even mean by any of this? Nobody knows. Nobody has any idea what he's talking about. He's rambling and babbling on like an idiot. And this is the guy that 80 million people voted for. Never believe it in your life. Never in a million years did that happen. This guy is a complete embarrassment to the United States. You know that that entire thing would be different if Donald Trump was there. Our whole world would be in a different spot if Donald Trump was still the president. But the people that want all of this stuff that you see happening now could never let that happen. Right? All right, so instead of hitting you guys with a spot today, I wanted to bring something up here. I just launched a Locals community. Uh, you can find it right down below this video. It'll say Join First Class Fatherhood on Locals, or it might say Join the Alec Lay Show, depending on where you're watching this on Rumble here. I'm going to have this on both, uh, both feeds. I would love to encourage you guys to join the community. 
I'm going to be doing some. Uh, I'm going to be doing some bonus, putting up some bonus material on there, making the guest announcements, and just to get started here. I told you guys that uh, Dinesh D'Souza will be joining me next week to talk about his new movie. I've got some. I, I'm going to release a part of my interview with Dinesh D'Souza on Locals first, so you guys who become members can have access to it. And what I'm going to try to do is to do maybe one show live a week for just the Locals community. So we'll see if we can get some people in there, and feel free to make posts. We'll talk about the issues. Uh, I'll make sure that I reply to everybody that comes in and joins the community. I'm trying it out. I have no idea how this really works. Uh, but I know when I had Dave Rubin on, this, you know, he's he's on locals. He's the guy that created this. Uh, he's encouraged me to do it. So you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. And unlike these other guys that you see, these influencers that are on Rumble and out there, you know, in the conservative movement here. I am, you know, I'm not sponsored by anybody here. You know, I do have the MyPillow sponsor, but if you if you want to use the promo code uh, FATHERHOOD, you could save up to 66%. But other than that, I'm just free willing this here. I'm in my bedroom closet. I work midnights on the railroad, and I do this show two, two nights a week here for you guys, or I should say two days a week right now. Tuesdays and Thursdays, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I've run first-class fatherhood for the last five years. I'm just a railroad mechanic, blue-collar guy who is passionate and loves this country and is sick and tired of seeing what has happened to it, and that's why I'm here doing this show. So if you're on board with that message, if you like what's going on on the program here, if you've enjoyed the guests that I've been able to get here, join me on Locals. Let's start this community. Let's get it fired up. Let's get the conversations going in there. And again, I'm going to release the upcoming guest announcements in there first. I'll bring them there first before I put them on X or before I put them on social or before I announce them here. And I'm going to do some bonus content. I'll go live there to talk and interact with you guys. And then I'll, and if we get, I'll say, 25 or 50 members in there, I'll start doing a live show once a week, a bonus show just for the locals community so find the link in the description but right underneath this video it'll say join the locals community and i would love to see you guys in there and, and your support would be greatly appreciated again uh, i i am just a uh, a regular blue collar mechanic on the on the trains i've been doing that for 40 uh, for 24 years married 19 years four kids just a family guy blue collar guy trying to uh, make my voice heard and you guys have been great because without you i wouldn't be able to get the guests that you're seeing right here on the podcast and if you missed out on any of them uh, there have been some great ones here senator Rand paul just recently stopped by senator tommy tuberville has been here you see on the back of the wall here some of the other guests uh anna paulina luna carrie lake larry elder congressman bob good and on and on and on so i've got some great ones in the pipeline coming up again tuesday Dinesh D'Souza is going to be joining me here on the podcast, so I'm going to release a part of that interview first. I did pre-record it with Dinesh because this guy has got a million and a half appearances that he's making as his new documentary drops uh, called Police State, so we're going to get into all of that, but I'm going to release a part of that interview first on the Locals community, so I would love it if you guys could show some support. If you're interested, if you're enjoying these shows and you want more, it's available there on Locals, so hit the link down there, become a member, and let's see what we can do over there. If not, I would love to have your continued support here on Rumble. Please continue sharing live shows and um, and help me out any way you can. Like, comment, and get involved in the live chat right here on Rumble. It goes a long way to help me out. And I did, but before I get into Jim Jordan and the, and the House vote, the CDC says that just 2% of Americans have received the new COVID vaccine. All right, I'll put that up on the board there for you guys to see it. 
Now, only 2%. Now, this number was like 68% of Americans that got the first vaccine. Only 2%. Now, you've heard the rollout in the commercials. They're still trying to peddle this vaccine, but now it's not in the government's hand. It's private now being pushed, and only 2%. And why did that happen? It happened because so many people got vaccinated and then ended up getting COVID that they're saying, why in the world would I even bother doing that again? And it wasn't like maybe 30% or 20% of the people that got vaccinated got COVID. You're talking 90% or higher that got vaccinated got COVID. It's one of those fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me type of deals. And the people, this is a win for America and a win for our side of saying this is nonsense. The vaccine doesn't work. And the people that are going to argue with you still and say, oh, yeah, the vaccine worked, they're voting with their actions. And they're agreeing with you by their actions of not going and get vaccinated. And you know what? I, I, I would bet that you have some of these left-wing lunatics that you'll talk to that'll say, oh, yeah, I got my COVID booster, even though they know they didn't get it because they have to continue to lie. But the fact is the CDC is reporting less than 2% of Americans actually got this new vaccine. And you, and you wonder about the numbers from the last time, too, if they were inflated or not by the uh, CDC, which we know is corrupt and crooked anyway. Now, how many people said that they got the vaccine or paid off their doctor or didn't get they were manipulated somehow? You know, who knows what the real number is of people that got vaccinated? What we do know now is that people aren't doing it anymore. And it's great to see that. Uh, don't fall for it again. There was a big push where people saying, don't comply, don't comply. Now it doesn't even look like there's a shot of them trying it. They can get the pulse of the people and it is, we ain't going for it this time. So that's a win for America right there. I would say, uh, all right, so let's do this here right now. The Democrat, uh, the Democrat party is winning and laughing in our faces as Jim Jordan is still awaiting to become speaker of the house. He was denied again. The vote went up to 22 people that denied him. Now, today, I mean, right now, as we're speaking, they could be voting again. I'm not sure. But as of right now, there is opposition to Jim Jordan. Now, what is the difference here? And I've been getting blasted on Twitter and going back and forth on this about it. What is the difference between Matt Gates and the other seven people that stood up and sided with the Democrats to throw McCarthy out of office? And the difference between the 22 people now who are standing up and blocking Jim Jordan from getting in. And I'll break this down the way I understand it. If you know better, call me out on it, okay? Because this is how I'm seeing it. Matt Gates and the seven people didn't want McCarthy from the get-go. We remember they went through 15 rounds of speakership votes in order to get McCarthy. Now, they were responding to their constituents. They were responding to their voters who did not want McCarthy. I know just from doing a couple of interviews with Congressman Eli Crane before he became a congressman, uh, that he was the, he had decided he was going to go there and do exactly what the people want, and that's it. That was his attitude going in, is I'm going to do what the voters want. So he had that mentality. He was one of the people uh, who did not vote for McCarthy in those 15 rounds. And in order to compromise, they went to their, 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 their voters, and they told them, hey, we're going to get McCarthy to promise us this, this, and this, and this will justify us voting for McCarthy and making him the speaker. So they made a deal with McCarthy and said, we want this, 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 and this, and then we'll vote for you. McCarthy agreed. They told their constituents, hey, he's going to do this, this, and that. So we feel that even though you guys don't want McCarthy, we're going to put him in because he's made us these promises. Now McCarthy broke those promises, and now they're saying, well, wait a minute. You lied to us. You lied to our voters. So now we're going to hold you accountable, and we're going to get you out of there, which is what we said we would do if you did not hold up to the agreement. So they pulled him out. They, they did what they had to do to get him out. Now what's happening is that the people want Jim Jordan 
as far as you could see, the people, there is an energy behind Jim Jordan like we've never seen before. People want Jim Jordan to be Speaker of the House. These 22 that are holding out are not doing so because that's what their voters are asking for. They're doing so because that's what they want. They are never Trumper guys. They are ones that can't bring themselves. They despise Trump, and they'll never put in a guy that is a Trump America first guy. That's how sick these people are. And even this, they're not doing it because of their constituents. They're doing it despite them. So that is the difference. And you could say, you know, well, how can you tell that their constituents really don't want uh, that really want Jim Jordan in there? I would say the only way you could tell there's no you could by polls or by social media and stuff like that, by the verified users that are from the neighborhood that are that are calling for this. But also, they're blowing up the phone lines, calling their representatives. And how you're really going to find out is when the primaries come around and these are 20 people, 22 people, get buried in the primaries, just like you saw with Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney decides to neglect her constituents and be anti-Trump, and it cost her. She got smashed in the primary election. In the, so that is what's going to happen to these same people. Now, you don't see this on the Democrat side. You never see this. They, they, have, they handle their business. They're all unified. They're all together. The Republicans, we have these old school Republicans who like to placate to the left, that don't play the game as hard as they do on the left, and they're willing to compromise just about everything. They've compromised everything for years. They give in a little bit, give in a little bit, and they never gain any ground. Those are the old school Republicans. Then you have the newer school, the MAGA Republicans, the ones that are America first and are saying, we're not going to compromise nothing. We're, we're going to start taking the ball and running in our direction with it now. We're not playing defense anymore. And so therein lies the battle that's going on right now with the House GOP. And it seems like it's almost as if there should be a, and you know, we've seen these other parties get started, the Tea Party and, and some of these other movements that have happened. But it seems like right now, it would be perfect to have a MAGA party, and if they did, it would be the most popular one, I think, that would exist. Because the Republican old-school party, they are not playing the game anywhere near the level that the Democrats are playing it. And so that's the problem that we're having right now. And I would love to see Jim Jordan become Speaker of the House because I think it's the right move, but there's people that are in there that are going to be never Trump, and they are not going to let it happen no matter what their constituents want. And those are the ones that have got to get booted out of office as soon as possible. Now, unfortunately, that doesn't do anything for us right now, uh, where it's a mess, and right now it needs to get in there. And plus, they know that it means that you know, Jim Jordan is not for funding the war in Ukraine. And so all the war people, they all want it to happen. They all want more money for Ukraine because there's going to there's be money in it for them. So the Republican Party is, is, you know what, it's a good thing that we're seeing it, though. I know it sucks. And I know it's, uh, you know, despicable and the whole bit, but I do believe it's good because it's flushing out these people that are still in the swamp that Trump has been trying to drain and didn't even know how deep it was when he got in it. But it is deep and there are people in there that have got to be removed. And the only way you can find them is to shine the light on them. And that's what is happening right now. We're seeing these people for who they are. And we got to primary them and get them out. And I think it's a good idea that we have. I mean, it's a blessing that now we have the, the bullseye or who to target right now. It's a primary. So we know when, when their election time is up, we get them out. So that's the benefit here. That's the silver lining of all this. As the entire world is falling apart and Joe Biden can't utter a single sentence without reading off a note card, we definitely need to get our party in order. And we, you know, we can't get Trump back in the White House fast enough. 
But those were the stories that I wanted to hit you guys with. Now, next week, I will have Congresswoman Kat Kamak, and I'm, I'm talking with a few other congressmen trying to get them on. Everything is hanging on what is going on with the speaker vote. So uh, stay tuned. And again, follow me on Locals, because that's where I'm going to start posting the upcoming guest announcements. But I've been talking to several members of Congress, hoping to get some of them on. I know Kat Kamak is going to join next week. Dinesh D'Souza is with me here Tuesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on Rumble. I'm going to be here talking about his new documentary, Police State, and you're going to see my interview with Dinesh D'Souza, a guy I've interviewed multiple times on First Class Fatherhood. I'm a big fan of Dinesh. I've read most of his books. I've seen all of his documentaries. He makes a phenomenal documentary, and he puts these. He has a very easy way of explaining some complex issues. He, He explains them very well. Uh, so he did the same thing with 2,000 Mules. I thought it was a brilliant documentary. So it's an honor to get Dinesh D'Souza back onto the show here. Well, actually, first time on the Alec Lay Show, but it's an honor every time I get a chance to speak with him. So don't miss out. Miss out. Dinesh D'Souza joins me Tuesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Rumble. And I've got some other great guests lined up. Find out who they are. Follow me on Locals. The link is right underneath the video you're watching on Rumble. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, the link is in the show notes or the description. All right, so that's all I got for you guys today. Again, quick hitter today for you. Uh, God bless all you parents out there and you listeners. God bless our first responders and our military. God bless America, and I'll catch you here uh, Tuesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with my man, Dinesh D'Souza. Have a great weekend, everybody.